Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. The pandemic forced significant changes to the workplace, necessitating many employees work from home. Some of these changes have proven permanent. This highlights the changing workplace dynamics as employers are evolving to remain attractive to potential employees during this great resignation. Another way to attract and retain top talent is through health benefits, which need to evolve according to new research from the Conference Board of Canada and TELUS Health. Hi, I'm Bill Bannon. Welcome to this episode of the HR Chat Show. My guest today is the awesome, fabulous, wonderful Lauren Florco, PhD, Senior <laughs> Research Associate at the Conference Board of Canada. Lauren joins me to share some of the key findings from the research. Lauren, you super famous, awesome person. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. What an intro. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me. So beyond my wee introduction there, Lauren, why don't you start by telling our listeners a wee bit more about yourself? As you mentioned, my name is Lauren Florco. My background is in industrial organizational psychology, which is really just the study of people at work. Um, And I'm a senior researcher at the Conference Board of Canada. And Conference Board of Canada strives to be Canada's kind of foremost independent applied research organization where we we look at what are the problems facing uh, Canadians and Canadian organizations and try to solve those problems and provide recommendations to create good impact. Perfect. So that's a bit about you. That's also a little bit about the Conference Board of Canada. Let's get straight into uh, the, the findings then from, from, from your recent piece of research. Can, can you maybe explain the reason for and, and the methodology used in the Conference Conference Board of Canada's and Telus Health's recent survey? And perhaps you could also talk a wee bit about the, the sample size and, and, and the audience demographics. Yes, no problem. So together with TELUS Health, we wanted to examine whether employees felt their benefits were meeting their needs. And so what we ended up doing was we surveyed about 1,500 um, people who are working and we looked, we tried to make sure we had good representation across industries, across uh, regions of people that were working to look at, you know, what Uh, benefits that they currently had coverage for versus what they um, felt was important versus what and then from there we know that people you know a lot of people will say everything's important so we wanted to then narrow down and say okay what are then your top 10 what are your deal breakers so things like what would you potentially leave an organization for or what would really um solidate a a job offer for someone if they had people were offered these types of benefits and so that was our our methodology we'll be right back after this message from today's sponsor are you ready to become a most loved employer set your company culture apart with a new kind of employee recognition from blueboard with blueboard you can recognize and reward your people with their first choice of a curated experience learn more at blueboard.com and get a free demo okay thank you so you mentioned there uh, is a wide uh, wide cross-section of industries were, were there particular uh, industries where you had more respondents than others if so which ones were they uh, no, we tried to have a good balance. I mean, we were obvious. There's lots of areas where we'll get less respondents. Where you know people that um, aren't typically on um, computers. So if we we're talking about agriculture, uh, you know, we have less representation uh, there. But we'll have um, 
but we still tried to make sure that we had a good cross-section. Um, we didn't have this, I mean, understandably, we because we were looking at working individuals, we didn't have um, probably the best representation for people 65 plus because most people in that group are retired. Um, and we also didn't have the strongest represent representation for Northern communities, but we did ha still have, um, you know, what was what we had in the sample was representative of the population numbers in the north it's just not uh, the strongest to draw too many conclusions from super thank you now then i understand that up to 83 percent of respondents reported a gap between the health benefits that employees have and what they actually want lauren right oh, why, why is this response so big and and um, what are the consequences of, of you know, uh, not providing employees with, with the benefits that they desire. So, for example, higher presenteeism rates or perhaps higher attrition rates as well. Yeah, so we we asked people what their current coverage was um, and versus what they would desire. And that's where we saw those gaps of 83. So most people in general only had partial uh, coverage. Um, but those gaps of 83 is really those people that are working full-time, part-time, and just don't have uh, any coverage whatsoever. And so that's where we see those biggest um, risks. And the uh, the consequences of that is that people are going to look for jobs that do offer those uh, benefits. And we're seeing lots of organizations that already provide benefits for part-time employees, casual employees. and um, But you'll also see a higher increased risk of, um, like you said, presenteeism, which is uh, coming to still coming to work, but not not mentally all there. But we'll also see higher absenteeism, um, where if you don't have things like paid sick leave or opportunities for people to get coverage, they will find opportunities to um, they need to find that that time to do that elsewhere, uh, and um, and just general engagement, where we'll see people. It's not just the that they're mentally not there, but they're it's not the, necessarily just the lack of, but they're not fully thriving and um, helping be the most productive person they can they can be in contributing to their team and the organization. The the top five health benefits reported as as most important according to those surveyed are as follows: uh, basic. Dental services at 81.9%, eye exams, 81.8%, glasses, contacts, 80.4%, and both pension and retirement saving plans at 73%. Mm -hmm. Lauren, these seem like pretty traditional benefits, frankly. Were, were you surprised not to see more newer benefits, if you like, like, like extra time off for, for childcare or options perhaps to donate to good causes? Yeah, so this is an interesting piece, and I think this helps... Um, validate what organizations are providing coverage for because these were the things that people desired but we did we did see a trend that those who did have benefits really did value what they did have so if you started to remove things that that would cause uh, potential uh, issues where um, whereas people who never maybe had those benefits in the first place might not realize how important it is um, uh, and but are starting to desire those um, components. Um, but, you know, when we looked at, um, when we looked at different cross sections of individuals, we did see some differences in terms of what those rankings were, those top five uh, were when we start to look at, so for instance, we look at men or we look at um, people aged 45 to 65 and parents, they start to value pension much higher um, than, you know, other 
groups where uh, they saw pensions, sorry, as the highest versus uh, women or those without dependents or people that are younger in the 35 to 44 actually valued the basic prescription coverage as um, as their highest benefit. So we start to see some nuances um, once you start uh, cutting the data by different demographic groups. Okay, I'm not shocked that those in the older <laughs> demographics of, of workers are most focused on pensions, certainly. Um, now, and of, of the employees surveyed who have a personal health spending account, 42% do or would spend funds on uh, to top up on basic dental and, and vision care and prescription drug expenses rather than paramedical <laughs> services like mental health related consults. Given, given the tsunami of mental health issues brought on by the pandemic, Lauren, was that surprising or does it represent a collective mindset perhaps of of employees feeling like they're returning to some degree of normalcy? Yeah, this was a piece that was a bit uh, concerning for us because, you know, a lot of reasons why organizations bring in flexible spending is so that, you know, they employees get their basic coverage um, from their uh, from their general uh, plan and then the flexible coverage should cover things that are you know if people want to go to more um, psychology sessions or they want um, massage therapy or they want to do preventative health services like health risk assessments that's what the flexible would cover but we were seeing that employees were still using their flexible uh, benefits or their health spending account on things that were just what were supposed to be covered from their basic coverage and so that can be uh, that can mean two things. It can mean that people are paying for those other components of their health out of pocket, or it could mean that they're not addressing it at all and the, all their, their focus is mainly going on the, that, that basic coverage. And so this is a, an area where we see some recommendations where um, need to find ways that you can, that organizations can provide benefits that employees can feel they get a more holistic um, kind of personalized part of their benefits and to get to uh, where they can actually start to work on preventative measures and not just um, covering things that are already an issue with their health. Okay, so what you're saying then is employees and employees get it. Mental health is very important, but you know, if, if it's a case of having to choose what benefits, what, what essential benefits you're gonna get in, in your employee package, it's kind of falling by the wayside a little bit. Is, is that right? <laughs> Yeah, well, we yeah we don't know whether it's falling by the wayside or if people are just paying for it out of pocket, which adds an extra stressor to people's lives. Where if you're dedicating more funds to your own personal funds and you're reducing what you could be spending on other aspects, if that's dependent care, you know, education, tuition, food, rent, um, so then you know people might be faced with that balance of what what are they spending their money on. And you also found that employees are more open to seeking out new job opportunities in pursuit of improved or more holistic health and wellness support plans, um, which almost seems a little bit contradictory to some of the other findings, but maybe, maybe you can explain that in just a second. Um, but certainly, we all know that employees are on the move right now. We're, we're living through the great resignation. So mm -hmm. wh why is offering such plans so important for employees looking to attract top talent during this great resignation? Yeah, so yeah, a lot of research is, is starting to see that uh, employees actually see benefits as an indication of what employers, how employers value employees and kind of that it's almost seeing as a right and as and we're seeing 
you know, that's why we see websites such as Glassdoor, where people can already talk about the benefits that the organizations provide. So people can look at that before they even apply for a job. Um, and so uh, it's very important, especially with this kind of great resignation, we're seeing that um, because people are going to look at, you know, not just what pay is going to be, but predominantly people are starting to look more at uh, benefits, especially things like flexible work arrangements, uh, remote work, telework, um, whatever term you would you prefer. And so they, uh, this is especially important to offer employers to offer benefits because even though the initial costs of benefits might be higher, the amount of money that it costs in turnover and then recruitment costs and then to get people back up to productivity is much higher. You know, and some estimates have seen that as high as 50% of an annual salary per employee of what that would cost versus uh, the the premiums of adding uh, benefits to an employee. Okay, thank you very much. And just finally for today, Lauren, uh, before we wrap up, I, I know you're thinking, what, Bill? We're only just started. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked I could do this all day. Um, but unfortunately, the, these podcasts are a certain length. Um, so just finally, before we do wrap up today, how can our listeners connect with you? So, uh, for example, Lauren and I, we connected on LinkedIn earlier. We are now LinkedIn buddies. Um, so that might be that might be a good way to go. Perhaps you want to share your email address. And also, how can they learn more about all the cool research happening over at the Conference Board of Canada? Yeah, so uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Lauren Florco. Uh, we Conference Board also has uh, Twitter and social media feeds, uh, but and uh, Conference Board, uh, the Conference Board of Canada uh, is at conferenceboard.ca, where you can get access to this report as well as um, see all the other amazing research that we're doing, and um, and and I'm also on. Um, Twitter at uh, Triple Threat CSR, and uh, and also I also write for Psychology Today. If anyone's uh, interested in seeing that blog, so excellent. And I'm sure I'll hand you at some point to write for the HR Gazette. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, listeners. Um, by the way, uh, you may remember those avid listeners out there. Uh, you may remember that I I spoke with Bill Howitt, who also uh, works with the Conference Board of. Uh, Canada uh, last year I think it was um, and that's a great episode Bill's a super clever person as mm -hmm. well just like Lauren so please do check that one out as well hey Lauren before we wrap up I just want to say thank you so much for being my guest today thanks so much Bill and listeners as always until next time happy working thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast brought to you by the HR Gazette 